Welcome to Car Wash M&A, the podcast, brought to you by Amplify Car Wash Advisors, the number one advisors of car wash chains nationwide on mergers and acquisitions in capital advisory services. Hi, I'm Lenise Barnett, Vice President of Business Development at Amplify Car Wash Advisors, and your host of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. Here, we'll take a deep dive into the current mergers and acquisitions activity of the car wash industry with the goal of keeping car wash owners informed on where the market is today and where it's going tomorrow so that you can make informed decisions about your business. We'll help you answer the question, should I sell my car wash now or should I enter growth mode and really scale my operation? Each month, I'll speak with industry experts who will share practical advice on how to sell or scale your car wash. While the industry is undoubtedly changing, what remains constant is the need for solid information so you can evaluate where you are and chart the course for the future of your business. Today, we have Jeff Pavone with us. This is our first episode of Car Wash M&A, the podcast. So we're really excited about kicking this off and having Jeff as our first guest. Jeff is a lifelong entrepreneur. He's had more than 40 years experience of buying and selling businesses. Jeff is a partner at Commercial Plus, which is a real estate and business brokerage firm, and then also a partner at our company at Amplify Car Wash Advisors. And just kind of the genesis for how Amplify came about is in 2020, Jeff and Bill Martin, who is a seasoned veteran in the car wash industry, came together and realized that there was a void for car wash owners as far as having knowledge and representation about what they can do for the next steps in their business. They're car wash chain owners, and they're either looking to sell or maybe take on a partner or looking for ways to grow their business. And there was this void in the industry for good, solid advisors to help people navigate that process. And that's where Bill and Jeff came up with Amplify Car Wash Advisors and how we're here today. So Jeff, thank you for being with us. I want to kick us off with, again, our first episode and just kind of help our listeners understand where the car wash space has come from as far as just, again, just the brief history of where the industry was even up to last year, 2021. Right. Sure. You know, it wasn't that long ago and, and maybe for, you know, the previous 50 years until recently, you know, car wash is pretty much a family business. You know, people had, had their washes, had family working in them. They were, most people had one or two car washes uh, and maybe, maybe somebody considered uh, big in the space had a handful but it wasn't until the, you know, I would say until till recent years when we figured out how to scale car washing. And, and that was when the advent of sort of this express car washing came along. And then the real trigger that drove everything was monthly memberships. You know, once we figured out how to have reoccurring memberships, it certainly it stabilized this business. It was, you know, you can be in in cold climates, you can be in rainy climates, you can be in most climates. And if you got memberships, it certainly gave you a business that you can count on. And I can tell you, that's when investors started to notice that, hey, this is a business now we can scale. Technology played a big role in it. We can we can see uh, numbers. We can manage these sites much easier. We have less employees. 
it just became a very, very attractive business to grow. And I got to tell you, one of the biggest uh, catalysts to drive it all was COVID. You know, once we went through this COVID event, you know, as negative as, as it's been for the car washing business, it's been a boom. And part of it is because car washers in general appeared extremely well well ahead of most other businesses. So the investment community looked at this thing and said, wow, this is something we can bank on. Let's right. go. They're coming out of restaurants and they're coming out of these other service oriented businesses that have done tragically so poorly. And it is such a, just a, a strange silver lining for our industry that that we have weathered that so much better than than others. So, so if you look at it, Lenise, we're really, I mean, you got a business that's Amazon proof. You got a business that is, you know, sort of proof to be COVID proof. You got low labor, you got no inventory, you close at night. These are pretty good characteristics of, of a great scalable business. And it's proven to be a very good bet. And and I, and I think now what's happened is for the last you know few years, we've had a lot of private, we have had private equity in this business, maybe over the last five years, call it. It was more dipping their, their toe in the water to see how well it was going to work. But it, at this point, it's proven to work out extremely well. And now we're seeing this, this hyper growth uh, coming right. from private equity. Everybody's interested. We get calls daily about people that are interested in the car wash space and are wanting to place money here because it does have a proven track record of stability and growth and scalability that was just off their radar. Also, the two other factors that you mentioned before with monthly membership stabilizing that monthly revenue, but also the shift to the express exterior model, which has lowered the amount of staff needed. It's helped with the automation and it's helped with technology advancements that make also this model so much more scalable. So those two things, and then you're right, kind of the further push with being a pandemic-proof business has really helped us. So you mentioned five years ago, there was a handful of people, private equity groups kind of testing the waters. Today, we do not have a handful of people. We have a ton of people. And so what are you seeing as far as our current year, 2022, looking ahead of what that could kind of look like as far as continued interest and growing interest and and where we're going from here? You know, I really think we're, I mean, what we're experiencing is just insane push to get big now. And so we're seeing, you know, whatever, whatever we saw last year, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't double the amount of deals that get done this year. And I mean, deals maybe in the size of the overall deals, because it, the players getting in the space now, you know, we've got the, the, the players that were in the space, private equity groups. Now we're getting in that next level. And that next level are, are, are some of the most prominent private equity groups in Wall Street jumping in this thing. So it is a all out race to, to get scale. And there's still a lot of opportunity. So I, we feel that this year is just, it's got a whole nother pace. You know, in, in one sense, it's optimistic. It tells you just how, how strong this, this industry is. And the other side of it, it's a little bit scary and daunting because th- these guys are, are, are moving, building a lot more car washes. The pace of uh, growth and development is, is high. And the overall, the money being poured in it is, is significantly more than ever before. So in a lot of markets, you're going to see that it, it is starting to squeeze, put a little bit of a squeeze on, on some of the you know, smaller operators. Right. And that's something that is of relevance to why we wanted to start this podcast is because we want to help, especially car wash owners who are in a place where maybe they're not sure what their next step is. They've got a couple of sites, but they see that there's more and more competition coming in. And so right now, because we're in such a period of hyper growth industry wide, 
it's really maybe not a time to stand still and kind of keep doing the same thing that you've been doing. It's time to start looking about either, you know, potential exit strategies or scaling up your operation and growing and getting bigger so that you can protect yourself against other competition coming in. And again, going back to kind of keeping a pulse on the mergers and acquisitions activity in the space is that that influences down to the, you know, the hometown level of who is going to come in because before these larger groups weren't eyeing small markets like they are today. And now there's no market that's off limit, right? For groups coming in, either regional developers or these car wash chains, they want to go in any market, you know, that might be a good fit for them to even grow their overall footprint. That's right. And and so, you know, before we could sort of watch this thing and we, you know, maybe you keep an eye on MA in the car wash space and, you know, you read an article and maybe it's keeping up on a, on a yearly basis. But I think at the pace that's moving now, you need as an, an owner to protect your investment, you need to know where people are going, where they're growing and making sure you're at least in a, in a good spot. I mean, and by the way, not all operators have to be feeling pressured into doing a deal. You know, I met with an operator last week that was in town and they've got a, a strong, strong presence in the region. You know, and they've got double digit sites. They do a phenomenal job. They give a customer a great experience. And quite frankly, if they sold, they'd sell it at a high premium. On the other hand, the owner loves his business. And in, in his case, I don't think there's any pressure to do anything. If you really have a great brand and you and you own your market, it's really hard for somebody to come and seat you and take away your members. You know, with that said, you know, could, could a potential uh, chain come in and start adding uh, units near you and just starting uh, to hurt you a little bit? Yes, but it's, it's certainly not, it's not going to kill you. I think you can still win that battle. Uh, but so not everybody has to do something. On the other hand, if you're a, a smaller chain and you don't control your market, at that point, you've, you've got to look in the mirror and say, if somebody comes next to me, what is it going to do to me? Because I got to tell you, if you lose, let's say somebody builds and it's not uncommon, I'm hearing it every day. Somebody, all of a sudden, somebody out of nowhere, one of these big mega uh, chains or, or private equity back groups comes in and plops down a car wash, you know, a mile away, even a block away. I'm, I'm hearing stories of just, you know, I've got one group where they put it on the same, the, the, a driveway away. And so when they do that, let's say you go down, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars of your EBITDA or profit, right? That's three, four, five million dollars of your net worth that's gone. Right. Right. And you're not going to get it back anytime soon. So everybody's got to be sitting there answering the question is, you know, a have I built a, a, a fairly bulletproof business? And, and I can tell you, if you're a great operator and, and you really own your memberships, you got a great customer experience, you really control your market, you're in pretty good shape. And, and again, at the, at the end of the day, this is a terrific business. The reason private equity groups want to buy it, if you're running a great business, that's why they want to buy it. So you could stick around and, and, and have a great business for years to come. On the other hand, if you're in a in a market that's easy to buy and build, you got to look in the mirror and say, you know, what is it going to do to me long term? And if I can't get out of here and I'm boxed in, you may want to think about doing something sooner than later. Because I think this party is going to last, but the question is how long it's going to last. Right. And that's the million dollar question I get asked every day, like how long is it going to last? And I can tell you, it's going to last as long as the money's there, right? And right now there's a, a tremendous amount of uh, dry powder out there coming in this space, but it's out there just in, in, in private equity in general. And so- as soon as as soon as that money gets spooked or or something happens to sort of derail uh, what they're doing, it stops. What could be some of those potential events that would spook private equity groups into wanting to pull out? It may be something out of our control completely. It could be something that happens around the world. You know, 
You know, who knows? We get a war, we get maybe a major chain that is backed by private equity doesn't fare so well. And maybe they just, they go under. If we have a couple losses in this space, all of a sudden the credit markets get spooked and, and it's like a domino effect. It's just because one, one group gets hurt, all of a sudden it's a kind of a herd mentality. You can right. find a lot of these getting spooked or taking a much more conservative a view of this. You know, today it's it's interesting. We're finding that the buyers are taking, they're looking at this every single way they can make a deal happen. They are stretching, they are they are looking at ad backs and being being forgiving. They're 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 doing everything they can to stretch. But I can tell you, once they really get in the space and they've got to start operating, they get a little bit more conservative. So, you know, all we have to do is have, you know, a failure or two, and maybe the underwriting gets a lot more conservative. Which means valuations go down, which means you're gonna get you're gonna make less money. But today we're in an environment that's really pro seller and those sellers have real leverage today, but but that can change in a heartbeat. So that's the only you know bit of caution. Something too thinking about selling is even if you are not ready to make a full exit, there are other options than you know riding off into the sunset. You could sell a majority or minority part of your business, and then if you really enjoy what you do and want to stay in, but want to grow faster or want to take some chips off the table. Those are options too, as opposed to just, you know, a full sale, you're out, that's it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you have multiple options today that we didn't have before. And so let's say, uh, it depends on how aggressive you are, right? If somebody wants to go in hyper growth mode and build 50 car washes, it sure helps to have a financial partner that'll do it alongside them. Because at some point you can bring in a partner, but as you're, as you're scaling on your own, you got personal guarantees and banks all of a sudden underwriting every deal. And all of a sudden you're going to find competition who's got private equity back. They can grow much quicker. You could go in and let's say you want to sell half your company. The good news is you get rid of your, your personal guarantees and then you get a credit line and all of a sudden you're, you're building a much bigger company. And by the way, when you do sell on the exit, that second half could be worth significantly more than the first half because it's a much bigger company. So it's not all bad, but it is important to get to know who that partner is. And what we try to do is we try to at least have you meet with multiple partners and talk to lots of folks out there to make sure it's the right culture and right fit. Right. Again, another option is if you want to grow on your own, it's just knowing the tools that you can have in your toolbox. There's a lot of ways for an individual to continue to grow his chain and, and not sell off the private equity on their own. And it, whether it's using a sale leaseback or whether it's using non-traditional debt. So there's a lot more tools that are available to an owner if they're doing a great job and they got a great company, there's options. And so what we try to do is understand sort of where does somebody want to, where's somebody trying to get to in the next, you know, two, three, four, five years, because that'll help us figure out what path to go down. Let's say you're just love developing car washes and the operating side of it is at this point of becoming, you know, something you just don't love or, or want to continue. You could sell the company and stay on and be a development partner. So, you know, this is the, the exciting part. I think where we're at now is that I, you've got a lot of great options if you're really good at what you're doing today. Right. And something that we talk about as well, when, when looking at kind of the shift in mentality from the smaller mom and pop owner, you know, 10 years ago, where you take a lot of pride in doing everything yourself and doing it in-house, that now we really encourage owners, especially that are looking to grow, to get yourself out of the business as much as possible and build up the team and build up the infrastructure to lead you to be able to scale that business. And as an owner, that can be kind of hard because you're turning over some of that control. But once you have a solid team in place, you've really poised yourself to be able to continue scaling and getting people out of like, oh, this person does everything. I couldn't do it without this one person or yourself as the owner, but taking that bigger, longer picture look 
of how you can you can scale. And it ultimately makes you more valuable to somebody else down the road too, even if you were looking to get out. That's absolutely the secret sauce, right? And, and so the most valuable chains that have traded and, and sold or brought in partners have done it because they had a an infrastructure off the car wash. So they built great car washes. But if you've got a team of specialists, somebody on marketing and social media and, and sales training, and you know you start bringing this team on, that becomes your secret weapon. And and you're able to drive volume, same store volume, much better than you could if you're just trying to do everything yourself. And the results are, are proven. I mean, we've seen uh, just tremendous uh, results by the groups that have brought in that corporate team. And the investment is cheap. When you look at the overall investment of hiring a tremendous uh, corporate team behind you, you know, when you look at spending $6 million, five, $6 million to build a car wash, and then if you look at what valuation you can create, Having that team is just, it's your best investment you can possibly make. And again, what, what all buyers are looking for is they want something they can put gas on to grow. And it's really hard to put gas on, on an owner who's doing everything. And right. if he decides, and, it, and, it, and then he's going to be gone. But you could put gas on a great team and infrastructure and, and scale. So those are the deals that are getting a lot of attention and great valuations. But so I think the days of trying to do everything yourself are going to be, those owners are going to be uh, really starting to, to go away. Well, and just kind of expanding on this idea of building out these corporate teams for these car wash changes, I think it's also opening up the industry for new talent to come in because the car wash space has been legitimized by these outside larger groups because they're they're placing their money there and they're saying, we believe in this. And then also these different platforms and chains are building out their teams and just kind of watching even the reputation of the car wash industry has really changed over the last five years. Now, all of us who have been here the whole time know that it's always been an incredible business. It's really dynamic and has so much to offer. But now as we're seeing it being represented outside and, and again, so much great talent wanting to come into this industry to work for these different companies. This is a really exciting time. And I think it's very gratifying to see that rising tide lifts all boats kind of aspect of the car wash industry. For sure. I mean, the days of, uh, you know, I, I think when a customer came into your to your lot and, and you know, you wash their car, you get to know all these, all the, all the people there. That's great. But I got to tell you, the express car wash has changed everything. And I think it's becoming a lot more technical, a lot more scientific. Yeah, you, we we know how we can sell memberships. It's there's no, you know, when you look at the great operators, and again, there's not a lot. There's great operators, but there's a lot more not so great operators. There are real skills in selling memberships. There's real skill in retaining customers and not churning. All this is new really to the industry over the last few years. And I got to tell you, the groups that have embraced this stuff, how do you promote on social media? How to get more people on your lot? I mean, there's there's a lot of things you can do. But I could tell you back not that long ago, when you sold the car wash, you're selling an asset right. with some some cash flow. Today it's all it's all about cash flow and all about memberships. And so, you know, it's not uncommon for you to sell a car wash for fifteen million dollars and maybe you spend five million building it. Why? Because they're buying cash flow and they're buying uh, memberships. And so the return on investment is just huge when you can start driving those volumes up. They're great ways to to do it, but you need a team. Right. And you know, that's something that we get asked a lot too, is how are valuations calculated and, and what's the multiple? And the answer to that is it's a range, but the businesses that command the most value are the ones that have the best infrastructure, that have the best emphasis on training and, and their team and their process and how they can 
continue again to scale that business. And that's something that you know we share with clients as they're exploring their different options is just placing that emphasis on your infrastructure is so key. Right. And, and it could start early. I mean, I, I got to tell you, you know, you can have, you know, just a few car washes, but I would start you know, immediately thinking about how, how I'm building out my team and driving those volumes and growing my chain. You know, I don't think it has to be waiting but the results are are measurable. I mean, you know, if you can put uh, you put the right emphasis on on how to grow your membership, you could do twice the volume as, as a guy who doesn't. And so it really is critical. And and I got to it is it is all about your private equity. It's all about being able to put again gas to grow your chain. And so if you build a scalable infrastructure. You're in a good market. You got a chance to take a leading position in in your market by creating a great brand. The return is enormous. And once you do achieve some of that scale in your market, you get the benefits of you know having greater presence marketing wise. Your your marketing dollars go so much further because you have m- multiple locations that people can find you at, and that there are advantages to having that presence in a market and growing that even in your own backyard that help bolster your brand from incoming competition as as is more as you're, you know, giving the opportunities to come to your business, use their monthly plan at multiple places and having that consistency, then even if somebody comes in new, then you have a better position to keep, you know, keep growing your customer base or retaining them. Oh, for sure. You know, it, I get like we talked about earlier. I mean, the day when the owner knew everybody that was coming in his car wash is, is great. I mean, it's it's nice, but I got to tell you something today. It's, it's all about volume. There's car washes that, you know, consistently do a thousand cars a day or more. And, you know, I could tell you the owners don't know everybody coming through his car wash. On the other hand, everybody on your team is important. So how they're trained is important. So, so the minute, the minute somebody pulls in your lot, that customer experience starts and being able to process cars and get throughput through your tunnel is, is critical. And there, so there's a, there's a hundred things that are, that, that you need to do right. But if you do it, the win is just is, is big. That's why I think it's just, it's, it, it is a completely different business than it was, you know, even five years ago. Because the emphasis now is on on membership and, and volume, which will will heap big rewards on the bottom line. If you know, thinking about your team and maybe the owner not knowing all of their customers, like it was more common in years past. But how gratifying! It's kind of like a proud parent. If you come on to your car wash lot and you watch your team doing exactly what you would hope that they would do or what you've trained them to do or better than you expected that they would. And you see all these happy customers, you get to feel as the owner, you get to feel that that gratification vicariously through the team that you've created. And I think that it's just kind of taking that same focus on service and throughput and the product and the friendliness and the experience, but taking that and I mean, I know we keep talking about the team, but building up your your staff and your team to replicate that on a site-by-site basis. But every time your partner, Bill Martin, says from the time that the front tire pulls on the lot to the time that the rear tires pull off the lot, the operation, the team needs to be taking care of that customer and, and focusing on that you know, from the second the tires are on and off, everything that happens in between to make that a consistent and successful visit for the customer. Sure. And, you know, we've seen, I've re- recently witnessed some some of the most successful chains in the country, and, and they did not have the new car wash that was just built. They were kind of the, you know, they've been around for a long time. And, and then a new shiny car wash goes across the street. And you know what? They were still kicking butt. And the reason is because they figured out they had the highest level of customer experience I've ever seen. Their car wash, they, you know, you go through their car wash and, and you get a great car wash, but the customer experience was was 
was unmatched. And so even though, even though somebody comes in, a competitor comes in and builds something that's big and new and shiny, I can tell you, they don't always win because at the end of the day, a customer experience is going to win. Right. Uh, so that's why you need your team ready to go. How a customer feels when they leave is the most important thing. And customers, in, in my experience, will overlook even small things if they're happy overall with the experience, if, with the interactions with the staff or with the consistency of the service, then they don't they don't care as much about maybe some water spots or small things like that. But if they start their visit off on a negative note, then they're definitely going to nitpick everything that they see. I think we've shared, you know, some of the specific things about where the industry is going and what private equity groups are looking for, what makes a car wash successful. But I just want to kind of tie back into just why, again, that car wash owners need to be paying attention and why all of this matters to them today, wherever they are in their journey with their business. Yeah, I think it's critical today more than ever because of the speed of of how fast this thing, everything's going today. And so, you know, I've got guys that are, that have been in, in a market and they're great operators. And all of a sudden somebody's plopping down a car wash 800 feet away. It's just, you just got to know what's coming. And, and that's, you know, when you look at, there's a lot of positives, but there's some negatives because, you know, when there's a lot of money being thrown at the space, you've got to know that there's a lot of guys coming out there and, and maybe not so smart guys that are going to put something you know, that's going to come, you know, right next door to you. And that's, you know, any way you look at it, even if you take a little business away, it's going to make things a little painful. You know, there are a lot of, uh, we're seeing more and more, and I don't know if you call it dumb things happening out there, but there are certainly risky things that are happening out there. So, so it, it really is the speed of today's pace is significantly more than it's ever been before. And it seems to be just going in that direction. You know, I'm finding chains that used to be regional. One particular chain I heard, they're now in 30 states. They're 30, you know, and so they're building everywhere. And at the end of the day, if they've got a team, they got infrastructure, they've got the systems down pat, they're going to scale. Like when you look at the, the car wash industry as a whole, we're still highly fragmented. The biggest chain in the, in the car wash country here is, is 350 car washes. And so you now are looking at guys that are going to want to get to a thousand. So and where are they going to go? They're going to go everywhere. They're going to go, right. you know, in, the, in these small towns and medium-sized towns. So I, I, I could just only tell you that this is a a business that's going to continue to move very, very fast, and it's getting more and more expensive to build. It really will become, you know, the haves and have-nots. And I think you're going to see a gap really start going into much, much bigger presence, much bigger chains taking over markets very quickly here. So now that's something you got to be aware of or jump on the bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) And with these chains going into all these different markets, you know, at some point it does become cheaper for them to go ahead and build than to acquire. And that's something that either they're mixing in that acquisitions and greenfield development already, or there's a, you know, a real plan in the future to shift to exclusively greenfield development. So, you know, that's something that will affect valuations for people that, you know, maybe they're thinking about it now, but, you know, who knows what the landscape will look like down the road. Yeah. Great observation because it is, it is, everybody is getting in the buy build kind of model and they're, they'll buy something, but they're starting to build alongside it. And if you can build something for five or 6 million versus paying 10 million for something existing, you got a much bigger lift. And so, but you really, I mean, the thing that everybody needs to understand is that then once, once, once a chain has traction in a market, and again, let's say they're new guys and they got, but they're getting traction. They're going to go build out their footprint in that market very aggressively through building, maybe do a little bit of buying. But once they've got that, that momentum going, it's, it's far cheaper to build than, than it is to buy. And all of a sudden, you know, they can become a brand leader 
even though you've been in that market for the last 10, 20 years, even it could become a brand leader in a hurry because it just got a lot more money and a lot more gas to, to grow. And that's important. That brand, you know, if you can build a brand with 20 or 30 car washes, even if you're not the old established guy out there, you know, and you're a consumer and you've got a chance to use or get buy a membership at, at a place with 20 or 30 locations versus five or three, where are you going to go? Right. And especially if they have the ability to invest in their technology, they've got an easy to use app or their advancements that they can afford. That makes a difference too on the consumer end. And consumers are getting so much, so much smarter and expecting more from the express car wash model. Whereas 10 plus years ago, when I started in this industry, the biggest competition was people washing their car in the driveway, which sounds absurd now. That's not, it's a moot point. Nobody even talks about it. And then, you know, it was with the express model. Will people acclimate to that? Will they want to not get the inside of their car done? Will they want to use the free vacuums? Will they vacuum their car themselves? Now we see that, yeah, they will. You know, there's a good section of consumers that are that like that model for the speed and convenience of it. But again, with the money and the investment that larger groups have, they can take those same models and keep iterating them into better and better versions to offer customers with new advancements and services that if you don't have that same availability of funds that, you know, maybe you, you know, you just can't offer the same thing. So all in all, it's an exciting time for the car wash business right now. We see, you know, great things on the horizon. I think 2022 is going to continue to be an excellent year. It's going to be a fast year. We're going to see hyper growth. What are some of your predictions or some of your, what do you see coming this time next year of what we'll be talking about? You know, I, I think we're going to be talking about, there'll be at least one or a couple more guys go public. We, we know already now that there's a few guys really jockeying uh, position to do that. And and I can tell you, we're, we're finding the sort of that call a top 10 group all of a sudden really stepping on the gas to grow. So I think we're going to see some maybe consolidations, some, maybe some of the platforms. And I wouldn't be shocked all of a sudden we start seeing chains that are 500, even a thousand washes. And I think it's just going to happen overnight. We're seeing the uh, that momentum starting to pick up by the size of the investments wanting to come in this space. And so, you know, that's that's where I think it's going to happen. I just, you know, at this point, I think we're going to be surprised just how fast you're going to see brands growing in, in everyone, every market in the country. And so, you know, that's that's where I think it's headed. And I think we're going to see some some mega, mega chains happen, whether it's, you know, Mr. will continue on its growth curve. I know Driven's growing, but but I got to tell you, there's the 10 other guys below them are, are all in the same mindset of, of and maybe even thinking more aggressive of how to get to that. Uh, thousand level. So right. that's where I think we're going to be. But, but uh, you know, I'd say put your seatbelt on and, and be ready because I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Well, it's exciting stuff. Thank you for being here with us today. And uh, we will have new episodes releasing the last Thursday of every month. So be on the lookout for our next one coming at the end of March. And also we will have a a booth at the Southwest Car Wash Association trade show coming up here at the end of February. So if you'd like to come by and see us, we'd love to um, chat and talk about any options that you have or just talk about car wash M&A in general. We're very passionate about the car wash industry and and excited to continue talking about it in any way that we, we can. So Jeff, thank you for being on with us today. And we look forward to seeing all of your predictions come true. You're welcome. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Car Wash M&A, the podcast with your host, Lenise Barnett. Like what you hear? Subscribe to our podcast feed and leave us a review or follow us on social media at Amplify Car Wash Advisors. Want more M&A information? Visit our website at amplifywash.com and listen for new episodes on the last Thursday of each month.